Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Banange podcast. You're talking to me, Shakura. Me, Jazz. And me, Selena. And guys, we're going to go straight into this because this is going to be a long, long podcast. We are talking about the highly anticipated interview that was aired yesterday between Oprah Winfrey and Meghan Markle. Now, if you've been living under a rock, basically, Meghan Markle is the wife of Prince Harry and the British public don't seem to really like her. She's been represented really poorly and we'll go into reasons why. And therefore, she felt as if for her own safety and her mental health, it was better for her and Harry to relieve their senior duties and move to the US. So that's a brief overview, but obviously we're going to go into depth of the interview today. Um, So the first thing I kind of wanted to discuss is for Selena Nijaz, if you had one word to sort of describe how you found the interview, what would you say? I just found it saddening. That's the word, saddening. Saddening. What about you, Jazz? Unsurprising. That's one word. Yeah, unsurprising. There we go. Oh, it took my one. I'll do something different. Um, Expected. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's Definitely be honest. Expected. Yeah. Like, let's be honest. We, I think even if even the most like ardent royal family supporter probably understood like oh yeah probably the royal family if if they're not racist now they're definitely racist in the past so hmm. like. It stands to reason that at least there'll be some remnants. I mean, like the queen's actually like a thousand years old, so like obviously she'd probably have at least, if <laughs> not like act, if not like uh, an actual like racist view, like black people are like inferior at, at the very least, like some kind of old, you know, view that could be seen as unacceptable mm. nowadays. You know what I mean? Like even no matter how progressive like your grandmother is, and like even our even me and uh, Shkor's grandma, like. She's fairly progressive. She still has some views where I'm like, mm, that's not exactly correct. You know what I mean? Like, very true. Yeah. Very true. Very not, true. But also to be fair, I'm not saying that the queen is racist in this regard. So she she did actually say the queen isn't racist. I don't want to like imply yeah. meaning where there isn't. But definitely. And Ijaz um, just highlighted exactly a really good point. Um, Ijaz highlighted a very good point. Everything that is going to be discussed in this in this podcast is opinion based and not a lot of fact checking has been done no, I, I some, think, but not everything fair, I think everyone knows. but no i think i think that needs to just be clarified just in case because you know just in case but i do want to clarify it is our opinions um some of the things you might talk about may or may not be alleged but i just wanted to clarify that because some you know sometimes my people especially if you're not from the uk you might take what we're saying as facts yeah and the reason why I have chosen it to be a saddening interview was, yeah, it was definitely expected. Like, I wasn't shocked about allegations of racism or whatnot. Like, this, the royal, the monarchy was built on the British Empire, like, and colonialism. Like, we're not surprised that, you know, these things run deep in it. But um, I guess what was, like, saddening to me was just the levels at which uh, someone can be treated in that way. Um, we're going to come on to it anyway, but with no support and with the media doing what the media does. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess with me, um, I'll keep it short and sweet, but I did say expected because there was only one thing that was fairly shocking to me, but the rest was not. And I think this would only be shocking to someone who does not understand um, what it feels like to experience racism or any form of prejudice. Um, And it'll be a shock to people who are, who idolize 
the royal family if you're part of those groups then most likely it'll be a shock to you now for this podcast we're basically going to be going through the interview from beginning and end and just unpacking and discussing um key quotes that megan has said and things that have been said in the interview and our thoughts just so it's all streamlined for the listeners so they're able to see now in the beginning of this interview oprah and megan discuss how um how she sort of got introduced to the family, her experiences. Now, Megan in the beginning did touch on how she wasn't given any advice or any guidance um, about the etiquette or any advice about the sort of the, the royal culture going in. She did say that as an American, she heard about the royal family but didn't know a lot of information. So what she said as a quote was that she said there was no guidance. Unlike what you see in the movies, there's no class on how to speak, how to cross your legs, how to be royal. That was not offered to me. Even down to the national anthem, no one thought to say, oh, you're American, you're not going to know that. So that's me late at night Googling it. Any thoughts on what she was saying in regards to not having any advice or guidance in regards to the uh, royal family? Hmm. That's just a surprise that I would have thought for sure they would have... But then also they're called... Also, by the way, this all comes under the purview that the monarchy shouldn't exist, by the way. This is yeah. this is as if like I'm forced to answer this question basically, but like she should have had at least some... Number one, she should have been taught. Obviously she should have been taught that. But also number two, it, it seems weird that she didn't come in with like any like research or have any understanding mm. or yeah. the husband didn't tell her like, hey, you should probably know this, this and this. A day, keep in mind, it's on the day, the day that she met him, like, oh, do you know how to curtsy? That should have been something that should have been talked about the night before. Um, I will go into go into that. Um, but yeah, it was the day that she was going to meet the queen. Yeah, not um, Harry, but the queen. Yeah. The queen, yeah. So yeah, that should have been... I was just um, a bit surprised as well. Like, I, I don't know if they mentioned if Kate had any introduction or anything like that, but... Um, my main thing was like oh did harry not at least brief her at all on it like how proceedings work i just thought that would have been in conversation since you know you're dating a royal now mm. give her a heads up about what life is going to be like at least their minimum but yeah mm. I, the one thing i will say with the national anthem i'm going to be like megan you can learn the national anthem yeah, that's the one thing i would be like what but in terms of the other customs yeah like because obviously the national anthem is going to pop up, but I didn't know she had to memorize 30 hymns. That's something that I wouldn't know myself. So that should be something that should be coached. That is a bit weird, to be fair, though. You have to curtsy to, like, the queen all the time. Like, oh, Yeah, that is odd. What, what country do we live in? Um, but uh, it's... Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, well, to be fair, when I think about it, because you know we're Ugandan when I when I actually go to Uganda I do actually have to kneel and greet senior senior members of my own family anyway so I guess yeah. it does that's true yeah, yeah even if yeah, it's weird, members but... in the family hmm? sorry sorry, go sorry go I didn't mean to talk oh no my family as well like my mm. my grandma I have to um kneel down to um and it is pretty disrespectful if you don't so mm. I guess it does make sense um but it's still it's still something which I still find weird anyway in a uh, Ugandan culture, but mm-hmm. I I get when there's this long running uh, culture and which has been standing for a long time, it's kind of mm-hmm. hard to get, get out of that when it's still mm-hmm. happening today anyway. So yeah, exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. But then one thing would that also be, for example, 
the kneeling custom you know our grandma doesn't really like that custom and we don't Mm. do it with her couldn't that also show you know times have changed cultures do change oh no definitely yeah um so like you know obviously with the queen you know people have to kneel but in my mind it kind of shows how the monarchy as well is just so fixated on this centuries old tradition that doesn't Mm. necessarily fit or work in society today um but then we then she moves on to talk about her marriage so the day of her marriage and obviously there's a few controversies that pop up from here that we shall discuss now um megan described her wedding day as an out-of-body experience so she said she was very present for it but her and harry were both aware in advance that this wasn't going to be their day it was going to be a day that was planned for the world so they ended up having um a marriage ceremony just them three um a few days before the wedding I thought it was quite interesting how it was only them three. Um, I thought it was quite an interesting point that she said. Because uh, for me, if it was intimate, I would at least have like my mom or you know dad there, there but we don't know what was happening behind the scenes. Um, and then she also mentioned marrying the royal family. She says that she walked into it naively because she didn't grow up knowing much about the royal family. And it wasn't something that was part of a conversation at home. So it was never anything that they followed. So what are your opinions of her sort of acknowledging that she went and married into the royal family naively and then having sort of a private ceremony um, a couple of days before the big wedding? Um, I think it's like they were doing things on their own terms. Like, you know, they were in love. And if that's what it means to them before they do this entire spectacle to the world, then yeah, like, I think that's nice. Um, mm-hmm. Because... I guess from then on, but then I do raise the question like, well, how do I put this? Like you knew then that these things are being put on for show. So mm. did she did she really have those doubts then that oh, a lot of my life is going to be putting on things for the public, and these intimate moments I have might not even be that intimate. Like were mm. concerns mm. did concerns creep in then, or was that just? not a thought to Harry and Meghan's, like, minds? That's a good question. You should have been Oprah on this interview there. Um, but that's a good <laughs> question. That's a good question. What about you, Jess? What are your thoughts? Um, I do think it's kind of sad that, you know, someone's wedding day is taken from them. And, mm. and, and all, it does suck. Like, uh, say what you want. Obviously, you know, she's like, you know, she's in privilege now and blah, 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 blah. At the end of the day, she is someone who found someone who I assume, obviously, I don't want to make assumptions, mm. that's someone that she loved. And as a consequence of loving that person, she has to have, she's had to sacrifice essentially her private and public life, um, essentially her freedom, because she lost her passport and keys, didn't she? Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, to love someone. And she did try her best for like, what, three years, two years? Four years. Yeah, four years. Four years, my bad um and then she just had a mental breakdown and you know um yeah. I don't know if I answered your question but yeah just no I think anyone sucks, going into that situation would go into it naively in general most people don't know mm-hmm. really what family they're getting married into and she even said herself she, apparently you know she was reassured that she would be protected so when yeah. things would you know she was you know she was reassured of that so definitely I agree you know going in there naively the only thing I was sort of disagree with is well 
you know, being part of the royal family, there's a lot of privilege, there's a lot of financial benefits of that. And naturally, there's going to be a sacrifice. So I understand having a wedding day, that's a spectacle. But is then do you have that same energy then when you're traveling around? And we're going to discuss this later on. But the Commonwealth countries, because I don't like to use the term Commonwealth. But do you have that same energy? That's a spectacle as well. That is yeah. a spectacle when you're traveling around, you know, Australia and you're going to South South Africa. How comes then it's not a spectacle? Obviously, we're not quoting her and saying spectacle. Why is then they don't see it as like the public? That's not a day for them. But then their marriage, mar- you know, I don't know, their wedding day is something different. Again, I don't know, different people. But I definitely agree. You know, a wedding day should be about you two. But your job is that is part of your job as that's the only reason some slight justification of why you're getting people's time people paying your paying your um your lifestyle so that Mm. was something when she said that was a bit like what's the difference between that and then traveling around these other countries on i was also watching the beginning like okay when are they going to get the hard hitting like truth out there but then i remembered like this is probably as much as they can well they can go further let's be honest i saw a tweet on i saw a tweet on twitter and it was like Harry still looks like he's deprogramming. Like he still looks, still looks like he's still taking the time in the cult. I'm gonna, I'm going he's to, I'm gonna shake him. Yeah, I'm going, I'm going to like get back, get into that a little bit later on. But one thing I will say, mm. oh, I've lost my train of thought, man. Oh yeah, that, that was what you were saying. Um, we also need to acknowledge that interview was edited. Like when I was watching that with Jaja, we could see things were cut up. So they probably were. Well, wait, doing... I watched the um. Because then it actually released, uh, I don't know if you saw, but because the interview was actually so long, they released uh, more clips, um, like, today. And I was just like, why was this not added into, put into the original interview? For example, uh, one of the clips was Megan saying directly that, oh, I understand that Kate also got stuff in the media about being weighty Katie, like, waiting around for Prince William. Um, but then she said, but I, I actually got racist. Um, things said about me rude and racist are two completely different things and she said that like verbatim yet that wasn't I guess because it was just so much they should have added that into the first interview I reckon to be honest I think it would then distract from like the headline of the whole bridesmaid situation which I was about to talk about now so that was a really good segue so during this interview Oprah and Meghan discussed um, sort of a scandal in regards to Princess Charlotte's Kate's daughter's bridesmaid dress fitting so this was a turning point for Meghan um, as it wasn't actually Kate that cried like Meghan made Kate cry it was actually Kate made Meghan cry but six months later after the wedding they said that Meghan made Kate cry and they don't understand how how that was leaked, etc. Now, Kate Middleton did apologize and, you know, she took accountability and sent a note, etc. But I think it was really shocking to see. And this was, you know, one of the parts that I was a bit like, oh, um, it was really shocking to see how sort of things that you see by the media was twisted. So you have that situation where Kate cried. You have the situation with the baby photo. So in the UK, traditionally, the royal family, once a child is born, they do the classic, go outside the hospital and then take a photo together with the baby. Now, I was under the assumption because of what the media said that Meghan asked not to do that. But in the Oprah interview, she said that the royal family 
didn't ask her to take a photo, didn't actually ask her not to take a photo outside the hospital. So, so it's just really interesting to see, even for someone that's, for me, that's sometimes quite a bit aware of these things and able to see through it, that I was even convinced that Megan asked not to take a photo and um, how damaging that could be, like when you're locked in a, again, we'll talk about it later on, but when you're in these situations and you can't really control it and you're told that you're gonna be protected, and then these narratives, when everyone knows the truth, the opposite's being released to the public. I don't know what your thoughts on that in terms of like stories about Megan. Yeah, that was a shocking thing. Like I was just sitting there being like, wait, so Kate and the family saw this story be put out. Yeah. And rather than actually denouncing that, they just let the story run. Exactly. And they just let Megan be the scapegoat constantly. Exactly. Um, I'm assuming if he's royal aides like saying whatever stories, but it's just like imagine being in a position where you, you can't even do anything, like you can't speak out, you just have to let the narrative exactly. do whatever narrative to protect whatever senior royal is, I don't know, like embezzling funds. Like it's just yeah, exactly. it's a joke. And it's a weird thing like that the media had with it's either you either love Megan or hate Kate or hate Megan and and hate Kate and love Megan yeah that all vice versa of what I was trying to say and I I think that's so interesting like you had the the baby holding images you know when Kate's doing it it seems you know it seems endearing it seems quite positive when Megan's doing it people like can you get your hand off the baby when Kate eats an avocado they're saying oh this is a cool way to get over morning sickness and then when Megan eats an avocado it's some like human rights um violation and it was made off the back of like I I was just like oh my days I don't understand that like headline like what deforestation and human rights yeah deforestation and human rights I'm like what um just yeah so it's just really really shocking um how and and obviously that's done damaging things to her mental health which we'll discuss but again I would say from Megan's perspective there's no one no way you could have known the media was going to completely destroy you for years there was no I, I that's the one thing I will understand her perspective of on you you can't predict that. You can predict people not being understanding. You can you can predict the microaggressions, but you cannot predict how. So you know, it's almost like a what she called it. She said it was like symbiotic, like the media and the yeah palace. relationship. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was like a symbiotic relationship, and it, it's just shocking, really. Um, and I feel like like oh no, it's, it's shocking. Even when you see now, like you you're having all these racism talks happening and then we wake up in the morning and on BBC News, we see Prince Charles go to North London to a black church. I, I was actually just about to mention that. The like, PR uh, is, is strong. They need to it's sack kind of funny, those, Are they just sh- telling on themselves now? Like, are they just, they've just told themselves that it might have been Charles who made the comment will come on to exactly, you later. Exactly, exactly, exactly. You suddenly put this, you suddenly got Charles going to Brent, which is, I think, really highly populated with uh, Black and Asian um, people, straight away, go to, like, a, uh, I think it was, like, a vaccination centre. Like, you didn't have to do that. You guys are just holding yourself, like... (laughs) Did you see when he Uh, went into, like, the church, how he was, like, greeting the Black people? I'm like, that's when you know you're not around Black people. He literally went, he held his hands together and, like, did a weird bow. And I remember I was like watching it with um with my grandma. And we're just like, what? Like you don't even greet like anyone usually. Like you don't put your hands together and do a weird bow. I was like, yeah, you lot are really not around yeah, black it, people. It, yeah, it was Charles definitely then. Yeah. Oh, so wow. moving on to like the discussions in terms of uh, this is a trigger warning, but in terms of mental health. So if you are someone that is uh, struggling for mental health, please make sure you are seeking help. 
um don't feel like you have to suffer alone but Megan did touch upon how she didn't want to be alive anymore and how it was very clear and real and frightening that constant thought and how Harry had to cradle her and that's quite concerning when um you know you're going towards she said that she went to senior people in the institution for help and I'm gonna actually have to say this quote because this this quote I was like oh okay this is a little bit shocking so this is what Megan said she said I remember this conversation like it was yesterday because they said my heart goes out to you because I see how bad it is but there's nothing we can do to protect you because you're not a paid employee of the institution um she said this wasn't a choice This was emails and begging for help, saying very specifically, I'm concerned for my mental welfare, but nothing was ever done. So we had to find a solution. Yeah. Do you want to take this one? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, this is a bit where I was just like, wow, like I knew it was bad, but to get this bad, like it's kind of funny how um, HR everywhere is just terrible. Um, Was this a bit where she was also saying that uh, we'd, if we got you help, it would make us look bad yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's. And that goes you to show, like, they're really just trying to uphold this, whatever perception they think we still have of the royals of being an no untouchable has. force. The firm, yeah, yeah, yeah. The firm are trying to push this narrative, saying like, yeah, this is us. We are, you know, we're the greatest. But they're, they're not. They're literally not even protecting the people who literally live there. I thought it was just a with it. But what, like, yeah. okay, this woman's on the brink of saying she can't be left alone and that she will commit suicide if she does, but you, mm. you're you not going to help her. Like, yeah. that was just disgusting to me. I just thought it was interesting because you hear, you hear Megan saying, you know, I went to everyone, I was trying to talk to everyone and no one. And then you hear Harry say that he was scared and a bit like worried to tell people at first. So for me, I was just a bit like, and also I was kind of looking at Harry a little bit different because well, aren't you the one advocating mental health? Haven't you been advocating mental health for a while um, because of, um, so I was a bit- fast, I think that might've been the brother. Oh, I was the brother. Oh, William okay, I'll take it, okay, I'll take it back. Okay, okay, never mind. I'll take it back. I'll take it back then. Um, but yeah, you know, it's a shame and it's, a, it's just a shame really. Um, and that's literally history repeating itself obviously um, mm. again, but it's a shame, but- I really I want to bring in- up. Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I just wanted to bring up like the fact that when all of this was happening, people like, I don't want to mention his name, but people like Piers Morgan, you know, yeah. out here writing article after article, obsessing over Meghan when she's trying to put on a brave face when her mental health is already at a low, and even yeah. after this, even after all of this was said on interview, Piers Morgan um, the other day was out here on ITV saying that he doesn't believe that Megan had suicidal ideation. Yeah, um, yeah. He said that on the national TV, 6am in the morning, when ITV are meant to be doing their Be Kind campaign, their um, Get Britain Talking About Mental Health, yet they're still employing um, this person yeah. to literally harass and bully a woman who is pregnant right now and he's gone through a miscarriage and severe mental health problems, which is just like disgusting again. And apparently like he was on the show, just, uh, he did, um, I think he did like a show this morning and someone like confronted him and then he stormed off the show. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, <clears throat> how many times can people on air tell you to stop? 
because there was that one guy that you know that jazz and i you know you to get the black women that you know they're on there you know saying to peers you don't know what you're talking about how can you talk about race because he was basically his defense was oh the royal family they're not racist and they're like well that's coming <laughs> from a white privileged man um you can't really talk about racism can you and he's like no yes i can yes i can it's not racist it's not i can't and it's just like how he has a platform annoys me as it is and and secondly it's just it's so damaging to be fair like i I used to annoy me it used to annoy like oh like this guy's a tv show but then i thought you know what young people actually sit down and watch like True. The ITV True. show that he's on. I don't even know what it's called. This morning, it's called this morning. Good morning, uh, it's Good Morning Britain. Good morning, yeah. Britain, whatever. How many actual like people between the ages of like twelve and like thirty actually sit down and go like, you know what? Let me watch this morning. I can't yeah, think true, of many. True. So true. the only That's thing true. I can really think of is like he's only influencing older people who, let's be honest, had those perceptions anyway. Mm. So it's not. I still I, just I, think I, it's sorry like very i just feel like itv though if they're gonna you can't do your mental health campaign but yeah. still want to have this person on your platform like one has to give yeah i want to bring up another point about um i want to bring up another point so i was watching interviews with some black women on good morning britain and contrasting it to sky news even though sky news isn't like the be like the god of uh interviewing but exactly, um yeah. And it was just interesting that, like, I swear they bring black women on, especially on Good Morning Britain. It's not even to have a debate. It's literally just to have um, Piers Morgan shout down on them and belittle them to make their very valid point about racism just insignificant. Yeah. And I I just think, like, this constant media gaslighting, like, of racism is just so tiring and exhausting. Um, Britain's more concerned about accusations of racism rather than actually actual racist things being said um on loose women yesterday um the one of the people on the panel they were talking about the comment which we're going to come on to about um archie's skin tone Mm. and the way this woman justified it was like oh but could it not have just been like you know when um someone asked about all the baby have ginger hair you know, it could just be like a casually racist uh, remark. So the black uh, lead panelist had to be like, okay, well, you're saying it's casually racist. Like, what do you mean by that? Like, just because it's casually racist, whatever that means, does not. it's still racist. Mm. Oh, but, you know, um, you know, like other generations might not understand. And that's the thing. It's like, I don't, and I just think like the national curriculum in this country is so poor that we're still having discussions today about what and what is not racist racism and mm. but as you guys have said it's going towards people who don't even watch these like it's going towards the old population who don't actually care like they don't actually want to form an opinion they don't want an actual mm. debate they just want to be they just want to hear that black people are wrong about it exactly mm. exactly um i was gonna you know because you mentioned the archie topic i was actually going to go into that and have it be like an overarching discussion about about race so in the interview with oprah this was a very controversial or not controversial in that sense but in terms of how you know the how it really made the royal family look really poor um so megan discusses how archie 
is not going to be a prince. He's not going to be receiving the title and also the color of his skin. So Megan said that in those few months when she was pregnant with Archie, that, um, that she had a tandem conversation of you won't be given security, you're not going to be given a title and also concerns within the royal family about how dark his skin might be when he's born. Um, Megan declined to name the name of the person who expressed those concerns as she thinks that would be very damaging to them. And if she was bothered her son was not being given a title prince, um, she also said that she doesn't care about the grandeur surrounding this stuff um, because she doesn't have a title. Megan says that she's she's been an actress, a waitress, a princess, a duchess, but she's always been Megan. Um, her mm. main concern was that her son was not going to be received security. I oh, and she and also said, sorry, 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 Jazz. And she also said that the most important title I've ever had, I will ever have, is a mum. But the idea of our son not being safe, and also the idea of the first member of color in this family not being titled in the same way that other grandchildren would be oh listen i know i know technically he's black i know that he's black blah 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 blah. but when a picture of that child came up on the documentary i'm like bro this kid has like blonde hair blue eyes and blonde like eyebrows bro but technically he is part of the brotherhood so you know i welcome him but um i forgot what my point was i was just setting up that joke um oh yes right yeah I, I go back and forth on 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 that where i'm like she obviously is entitled to the idea of security and you know uh, she's part of the family and this child is especially part of the royal family and i go back and forth of like well if that's the case then i i need to make sure i i this is again going back to my my bad perception on the interview i was going in the interview expecting like okay she's going to critique the royalty system but she's not she wasn't really doing that she was just mm. saying, listen, if you just treated me right, I would have stayed, which is, yeah. which is, very, which is very, fair enough, which is valid, obviously, of course. But I was just expecting her to be a little bit more crit- critical of the uh, uh, royal mm. family, yeah. other than just like, oh, it's just racist. You know what I mean? Without going yeah. into like the ideas of colonialism, yeah. Yeah. systemic racism, yeah. all that stuff. She just kind of just said, listen, if they just treated me correctly, I would have stayed. Which yeah, I that think- was the, yeah. But, yeah, I guess but that Selena was the can- pointing mm. thing. Sorry, go on, I was going to say, because I think a very important point they just touched on was, you know, I understand what you're talking about and discussing about security, but I think she really should have discussed why her son wasn't being titled, but all the other grandchildren were. That was a perfect, like you just said, a perfect stepping point to talk about racism that racism that's existing, you know, in the UK. Look at the historical context of that, you know. What is the process of being titled? You know, ex- explain that, you know, explicitly so people are able mm. to see that, okay, yes, it's an air quote protocol, but people choose to follow a certain type of protocol. Who was part of the decision-making that before this child was even born? And to be honest, they made this decision the second they got engaged or married. They made this conscious effort b- because this kid, ki- because this kid, it's going to be a person of color, but when you see the child, it's extremely white passing, extremely white passing, but they're not going to be tight. And I was wondering, Celine, if you could explain that because that was something that confused me because I, I just assumed if you're born into royalty, you should be named a prince or a mm. princess. It's actually quite a complicated thing when I was looking it up, but if I can explain it basically. So currently as it stands, all the children of the queen are entitled to a title. They have a title. 
So that would be Charles, even Andrew, all of them have a title. Mm. And then what happens is all the children under um, the heir apparent, so that Charles, all of the children under him, because he'll be next, one, next in line to the throne, all the children under Charles has a title. So Prince mm. William, Prince Harry. And then what happens is after that, it, it, the titles are given to the eldest uh, son. Yeah. So all the, ti- all the children under William, because they'll be next, then next in yeah. line, they are given titles. Mm. Um, so currently, uh, Harry's children don't have, will not have titles because um, it w- the line of succession goes with William. Does that make sense? Yeah. So what they're saying is, when the queen dies and then Charles becomes king, um, basically kind of gets all shifted up one. So automatically, what would happen is, well, not automatically. Charles has to like bestow it, but what would happen is that Harry, Harry's children, get titles. But what mm-hmm. Meghan was saying is that they were trying to change that, change the letters patent to issue a new one, so that Archie doesn't get that title. So that's what that those were her concerns. They were going to okay. then change. Charles would change it, um, or whoever's next. In, yeah, well, he will be next in line. They will, They might change it because those were their concerns. Oh, he won't get a title. So what? But why is that? Because he should be meaning that he can easily issue a new letter patent um, to change the rules on title giving which is just very complicated but yeah so coming out at the end of the day that's why I'm thinking it's Charles who made the comment about the skin color because it seems like you're obviously alleged but when obviously we can't really we don't know who said it but the only person who really coming at the end of the day would have a choice in that is Charles is that what you're Mm -hmm. saying so If because Charles... the queen, well, the queen can do it now, but like, it doesn't really matter to her. Like, yeah, yeah. Why is she going to write a new lesser patent to so that her great grand, whatever child, doesn't get, you know, the title? This is going to so. sound really conspiracy theory like, but Charles is seen going to a predominantly black church today. Yeah. Then a quote's coming out about skin color, and yet Charles is the only person you can really make a choice about that conspiracy conspiracy but it's just it's, it's it's not look people the thing is it's gonna come out who said that people are gonna go through through the process of elimination because you know then they went it's not the queen who said that and it's not prince philip okay so it's either harry you know it's either yeah it's either it can't be harry but it must be william charles to me at that point it's like, well, like yeah um, when they when they were when they said oh, it will be very damaging i was like okay so it can't be philip because we already know he's racist right and he's on his yeah. deathbed so yeah. it's got to be, it's got to be someone who is actually like next line to the throne. That's why I was trying to have my reservations about. I was like, well, just say the name, but I was like, actually, you know, they're only saying a lot because if they said more, it probably would. I I'll guess they still want to protect the. They probably yeah. still want to protect their family in some way. Like I understand, exactly. like they do, they're doing enough as they can, I guess. Mm. Um, if they were to say a name, that would probably just completely break the monarchy, which I wouldn't mind, but. You know, we really kind of can, we can do the guesswork. I my money's on Charles. I first thought William, but uh, I think yeah, because because it's because because it, it was if Charles didn't do that. If this is the thing, their PR spin makes things worse. If this this <laughs> if Charles didn't randomly start bowing like putting his hands together as if it's some sort of spiritual bowing down to another black person, like we are like human being, like we are normal humans. 
because of that it's making me think wait a second those is the quote is it like you know sometimes the pr team kind of puts more of a spotlight on it than like trying to deter all the strikes they were like quick just, get uh, out of the emergency black people get them in the church yeah exactly was- and the one thing oh. i was going to say because you know how like megan um be- before this interview um you know staff were coming out and saying she was labeled a bully this is i don't know megan as a person but if she really truly was a bully wouldn't people be going in right now to the bank like cashing in and selling stories to the press not like of staff but people outside of staff saying like they bullied her because in my mind i'm like, like if she's people really on a bully, sets and stuff exactly people be like oh yes i remember um i made her coffee and she didn't like the flame and she spat it in my face people this is a money this is a cash grab moment for those types of people if they want to make money True. but no one said anything besides the royal family staff members so sometimes the um, royal family like, the, 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 press... the bullying thing and all yeah. i could see was that like she sent emails like later like early in the morning that's actually all I could find. I was like, oh, this is your claim to bullying? Okay. That's very weird. And my thing is, and also when you look at the Archie situation, you know, royal or not, that's your grandkid, you know? Like, I would expect, like, secure, like no security when you know, like, they're getting yeah. death threats. And because we're talking about race, I just thought one thing I was a bit disappointed, like Jazz was saying, I don't think there was enough discussion on it. And I definitely feel as if um, Ijaz maybe can touch on this when they start talking about, I hate the term Commonwealth, but when they're going to um, post-colonial countries, I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to find a better way to say it. Um, but when, But when they were trying to say that, you know, Megan would be an asset for, for the royal family to travel the Commonwealth, mm. I just thought that word was really odd to me but i thought a lot of people picked that up but it was like when i like i, I don't oh, I know heard if it. people like, picked it i feel like i feel like that that uh, went underneath a lot of people's noses but also yeah i think yeah when people talk about the commonwealth like i didn't really know what it was like in my mind like before before like i actually like looked into it i was like oh commonwealth is just like i guess like an organization of countries that just come together i guess yeah but then i was also thinking a lot of these countries that are coming together obviously are colonized by a lot of these places i mean a lot of these but a lot of these places are colonized by england yeah, and then not only that and then not only that especially the african countries a lot of these mm. countries are still subject to like neo-colonialist uh um interventions from a lot of these western countries so it's not even like um oh you know they're coming together and they're all equally helping each other out no these african countries are still at the behest of like uh england you know what i mean yeah. like it's like it doesn't really change anything. It just the, the basically the label of British Empire has just been changed from British Empire to the Commonwealth nations. Because apparently, and I've been in this country, you know, for my twenty-two years of life, but apparently they've always had a Commonwealth Day, and I was just like, that's just such a so weird thing to, to celebrate. Because when I was younger, I was just like, what is? Why are we celebrating this? And even so, I'm just like, why? Who actually celebrates this? Who goes out of their, out of their way to celebrate the former colonies that Britain has? Yeah, um, yeah, they they change, you know, those like OBEs of like medals they give or the British Empire yeah. and stuff. Yeah, that rubbish. Um, to be honest, I do. I sorry, or not just to touch on that, I do look at black people who accept that award. I do look at them a little bit like, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah, like, um, I think they've not only just black people, people of color, really, because yeah. they're all oppressed, but yeah, they've changed it to order of the Commonwealth or something as if it's not all bad. 
so that's what really annoys me about this interview like I do like now remembering about it like I think Oprah at one point was like oh like you're the first like biracial like black and white woman to be in the monarchy you know at some point like not all representation is good like we don't need to have black people in the royal family like exactly so what to be to be treated like this like it's just a joke like I saw someone on Twitter be like oh I hope Archie like you know um marries like a dark skin like black girl I was like, I was like no like I hope he's no no not to be treated like that like, no, I think she'll live but I think she'll get killed people like, no. aren't mm. your punishment um mm-hmm. you don't like stop putting us on some kind of uh like chopping block like we don't need to be someone's oh get get back at you um mm-hmm. also Archie is like the lightest baby I've seen to experience anti-blackness it's kind of it's not funny, but I'm just like, wow. It's a shame, Again, like, gosh, imagine, yeah. Meghan yeah. was, like, a shade darker. Like, no, but that's the thing. Was, like, if she was a shade darker, Meg, Harry wouldn't have dated her. Oh, you reckon? No. I think that's... he would have not been allowed to marry her. Like, I've, I saw a tweet, and I'm going to quote it now, and it was that colorism let um, Meghan in and, and let, let um, Meghan and, Ma- and Harry marry, but anti-blackness is what? Um, drove her out yeah drove her out yeah you know if you truly truly understand the concept of being anti-racist if you truly you know you know and that's why he had to step aside that's why he stepped you know he's you know no longer part of the royal family but you know the the monarchy itself you can't you can't have a queen like you can't have someone of the member of a royal family be like I'm anti-racist and I'm this and I'm that and you're still part of a monarchy and you're wearing these green, you know, these emerald jewels that you stole from India. Like, for mm-hmm. me, you know, you can't, like, and that's the only issue, like, I, I kind of have where it's good that they're, they're having these conversations, especially Harry, but there still seems to be a disconnect because how can you say you want to leave the royal family and then you guys were trying to figure out what Commonwealth country you wanted to go into and the only ones you mentioned was New Zealand, South Africa, and Canada. Mm. Why didn't you mention Bangladesh? Rwanda like you know what I mean like why aren't you Uganda, why are you not Uganda, Botswana <laughs> Botswana like you know if you really if you yeah, really want to explain, country yeah and I've always wondered why America the United States isn't a commonwealth country I, I hope I, I know that sounds like a dumb question oh, maybe I need to I look into my history um, oh what is it isn't it because like they actually physically fought back against so no actually no I say that but other countries did fight back so I don't know I think oh maybe I think that's something else. I swear it's something like America didn't want to be like underneath like So it's funny America has that choice, exactly. but then everywhere else it always seems to be America seems to is an exception and then everyone else Well to be fair, the only way uh the only um criteria I think right now to be a member of the Commonwealth is if you is if you recognize the Queen as the head of it. I was going to say also that it's interesting that like it's supposed to be the Commonwealth that's supposed to fight for truth and justice and stuff. But when Museveni, a literal dictator, can hold office in Uganda, the queen literally stays silent. Because I guess like, oh, you know, oh, the, the black people, they're doing their own thing. It's not my you business. You could even say the same thing with South Africa apartheid, silent. Exactly. All that yeah. stuff, silent. And it's also funny, it's also funny, funny that no all the shipping countries people to that, Australia, silent. Exactly. The Aborigines, silent. Yeah, okay. And it's also yeah. funny that um, all the places that she mentioned, uh, Mega mentioned, all had native populations that were absolutely like wiped out. Or not, if not wiped out, completely ah. like uh, um, divided and subjugated. 
You know what I mean? Exactly. Huh. It was really South Africa, said that, like, Canada, um, New Zealand. New Zealand. Yeah, I wanted to Canada. mention yeah. how also, it was interesting that Harry said he actually tried. I guess I'm giving props of this like a little bit. He actually said he, he actually was like, okay, to the rest of the family, hey, let's have a discussion, let's talk about, you know, let's, let's actually teach ourselves about how these things work. And they were like, no, don't want to. Don't want to acknowledge it. And I'm confused. Um, how, where do you, how do you move forward from that? Like, And it's like, you, that's the thing. You can't reform this. You actually can't reform it. You have to just tear it down because they, this is their status quo. They don't need to learn about it. That's why Prince Harry is out here. Uh, Prince Charles is out here bowing to black people to black in people. churches today. Uh, <laughs> you can tell like, he looked... He looked so uncomfortable. I'm like, you can look, you can look more like you can look more anti-black, but yeah, it's just yeah, it's weird. It's weird. I'm just hoping with time they actually understand, like at least they seem to be a bit more, I don't want to say progressive, because I mean, but they took steps at least to at least like leave this institution. So I like to hope then, with time they can actually start giving talk about it. Because they did release an article actually. And Harry and Meghan, well, Harry himself actually mentioned about structural racism. Um, and colonialism in like this article um so they're like, okay they actually know i guess what they're talking about at least they know more of no, like, family. Th- they're you could in fact i think you could see in harry's like face he towards the end of the interview was like do i answer these truths like do i get the full answer do i not he looks, looks yeah he looked kind of scared so i just think cause even i was like just mention the names but he probably still actually genuinely cares deep down about his family even though charles isn't returning his calls you know what? Oh no, you know. Sorry, so this is yeah, yeah. I think sorry. I, I think I misinterpreted because I know he was. It was almost as if like some of the royal family tendencies. He was like justifying it, like well, you know, they're trapped, and that really annoyed me mm-hmm. when he said that because you're not really trapped. I think people would, you know, and even Oprah wasn't having having it when he was like, "Oh, I'm trapped, and William's trapped, and Charles is trapped." Um, I think he should have said that we're trapped because we're financially dependent to live off the backs of hardworking people. So if we leave the royal family, we will have no money and we cannot fend for ourselves. And like, if you said that, I'll be like, okay, yeah, that kind of makes sense. But don't say you're trapped because you're not trapped. You can leave, but you financially can't do it. Well, he can leave, yeah. Well, I think he meant trapped as in, we have these people telling us what to, well, you know, you've got to put on this face you have to do this like that's your bubble that you've only known like you you're scared to speak out they're, scared, they're actually scared of the press and the media because if they turn on the press the press will turn on them and and leak whatever they have so i guess he meant trapped in that sense financially definitely not like you're not trapped there um, they're financially trapped because if they leave the royal family they're not getting any money yeah Look they, at them, they, yeah, they, they were struggling now. they were so struggling now, now for money yeah and now that's why, because other people were criticizing that they were doing Netflix deals and stuff. But I'm just like, if you didn't have Diana's money, to have to have security, it probably cost like I don't know how much, probably a lot. If um, he didn't have Diana's money, he wouldn't be able to leave. They would have stayed there. Yeah, or they would just not have had security. So yeah, they probably would not have been able to leave. Um, so that's why they have to do these shows because who else is going to pay for uh, who else is going to pay for the security? And they have, they have two kids now on the way so exactly um you know with these death threats that they're saying they're having it's it's exactly it's, it's not cute but yeah no i definitely say you know um i just felt as if 
I understand Harry was fearful. I just wish there was a little bit more accountability from my end. I felt as if you're kind of acknowledging things, but you're not like, you know, say it how it, like, I understand that, that kind of fear aspect, but I felt as if they, when he came on, there was some sort of like kind of pity us though. Cause we're almost, we're so trapped in this little world and Buckingham Palace and, you know, it, you know, we're so trapped, you know, I just felt like that kind of vibe and mm-hmm. I could be wrong and I could have interpreted it in a different way, but I felt as if there were points in the interview when I'm like, I want to feel bad for you, but at the same time, I don't know. Like, you know, like, yeah. you know, it was mainly the traps thing I had an issue with or when Meghan Markle described, you know, how living in the Buckingham Palace is like for everyone, how lockdown is. I think that was a really poor comparison. Mm. Yeah, that's actually a good point. Too fair. I didn't. I didn't catch that. I was like, oh yeah. Before she did say that, which I think was I mean before lockdown, um, she said in the interview that in the span of was it span of two months, she left the house four times, Buckingham Palace four times. I think she mentioned oh like I just wanted to have like she. I think she mentioned to. Oh, it was someone in the family like oh can I go and have like tea with my friends and they're like nope you can't do that so she was just alone obviously it was a poor comparison to COVID um but I guess not having just the freedom to actually leave when you want and just staying there leaving the house four times out over two months mm-hmm. um I get what they meant it was a poor comparison definitely with being trapped and COVID but I guess when that's all they've kind of no, I don't say I don't want to excuse me say always kind of known, but when Harry's kind of just left and it's still fresh, like I maybe with time, I want to just say hopefully with time they'll come to understand. Okay, we can we can say more. That, like we let's actually try and help people properly. Um, just going back to the press again because this relationship with the press and I think actually that's the main thing I want people to understand about the royal family, like. They, I don't think they actually hold much power themselves, like the, the family themselves. Like the Queen's probably just, here's what the aides say, oh, do this. And she's like, okay, signs it off. Mm. Um, today, the Society of Editors, who uh, I guess they kind of, not run the press in the UK, but... Um, it's one thing uh, to I say. I can't remember what it's they kind are. Of, it's kind of mad that the Kardashians have more agency and like more free will than the monarchy. <laughs> That's basically what's uh, the metaphor. Like, yeah, if yeah. you think about it, if you honestly think about it, the Kardashians are like the royalty. Well, this might be a little bit of a stretch, but the I guess the social media royalty of uh, America. And then here in um in England, the monarchy is seen as like the media, like, you know, kings and queens or whatever. But the Kardashians can do way more. They can at least like go to shops, go on their private jets, go to like vacations or whatever, do whatever. The queen can't even leave the house. Yeah. Mm. No. But it begs the so, question uh, then like- Quickly, why? can I just say about the Society of Editors? So yeah, go ahead, go they ahead. are, um, so I'm trying to go through my thing. Okay. So they basically run the press awards. So basically kind of the head of uh, the press in the UK. Mm. And they reported the other day that um, they said the UK media is not bigoted and will not be swayed from its vital role holding the rich and powerful to account following the attack on the press by the Duke and Duchess of Suffolk. So that's what 
um, they had to say. They said there's no there's no bigotry um, in the media. And mm. what I was just shocked about was that how like far like the levels of almost corruption goes because people, for example, with Piers Morgan, they're like, oh, complain to Ofcom. And then I found out that the new head of Ofcom, which is coming in, is the editor for the Daily Mail. Yeah. So Wow. Oh no, my gosh. Yeah. Wow. So you just it's you, you can't you can't get anywhere. And I, and this is the lot. I have a question to you guys because this is something you guys and I were discussing. Um, do you think the term Commonwealth is an offensive term? I oh, think offensive. I, uh, I think I think that the idea of Commonwealth is just a weird, outdated term. It's just like the, yeah, it's the idea it. of like feigning, uh, feigning uh, what's it called, like feigning help for these countries or feigning like allegiance to these countries where the second these countries step out of line and the second like countries like Shakur was saying like countries like Senegal like the second countries like Senegal try to like get their independence and try to actually like derive their own economies the private companies in the west take out their monies from these companies but like okay well if you don't want to give us these uh you know these uh exports you want to give us at a at a you know a human rights level price you know that people in this country can actually live well and go to another country who is also poor who's going to give it to us for a lower price and then obviously these countries mm-hmm. like senegal have to lower their prices in order to compete with these other low prices for these other african countries which are basically just being exploited and being like fracked and uh drained of their resources for obviously our pleasure like we're literally all on laptops and microphones saying this stuff but yeah all these countries are just being like exploited by these european countries so the commonwealth yeah i want to it's just like it's just uh what's the word um when it's like uh obsolete it's like, not obsolete but like, it's just it's just for show mm. i'm the word yeah. just for show but yeah i want to contrast this cloud discussion today yes. with the portuguese uh like i what do you call, I don't say empire but when they colonize a bunch of countries too um so you know how the british commonwealth whatever the criteria for it is as long as you recognize the queen as the head of the like state or something. I don't know what it is. Mm. But for Portugal, what's interesting is not that I want to defend like any idea of a commonwealth, but they actually need to be doing a bit more. Like the criteria for actually being part of it is um, you speak the language of Portuguese. So so rather than having a figurehead, it's just you speak the country speaks the language. That's their language. Okay. And they're actually helping by sending money over for economic development but like, i don't actually know what the british Wait, commonwealth well, is what, 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 what colonies do do portugal brazil and... uh, like and like angola um the thing is Celine, uh, i would i would of... get that but isn't brazil like really corrupt and like they're not like they're oh, no, giving I'm, money I'm not, but... say, I'm not trying to say like it's a good like it's a good system but i'm just saying i don't actually know what like what actually is the British Commonwealth doing rather than going having their parading parties? Yeah. I'm saying that Portugal actually seems to I don't think I'm defending it, it sounds a bit weird, but yeah. they seem to from what I've read, they seem to actually be having steps of okay, we need to actually help improve these countries, not just exactly. go and say, yeah, Oh, yeah, yeah. sing and dance for us. Um yeah. here's how we can help you economically develop because and, we can't yeah. your countries, you don't have to speak our language, here's how we can mm-hmm. help not just exactly. by doing a single dance every single year for the queen. And I, le- I don't know if this is true. I need to fact check it, but I found it weird how when they're going on these um, tours to- tours around these countries that the country has to pay for their security. I don't know if that's true. 
But if that is true, that is very weird. Um, but also, I just wanted to say the the role the the palace has made has issued a statement in regards to the allegations just now, like oh. ten minutes ago, uh, fifteen minutes ago. This is what they said. They said the issues raised, particularly that of race, are concerning. While some recollections may vary, they are taken very seriously, and these will be addressed by the family privately. Harry, Meghan, and Archie will always be much loved by family members. That's weird. That's, that was like nothing that's what why is why is the uh why did they not give them security to them if there's so much love <laughs> well why didn't the queen just say that herself yeah exactly like well, why did uh, the one moment where they could have been like you know what let's actually have like a moment of like actual like uh that's a very short statement love. as well like why didn't they just get like one of them just to record something like behind like a, a camera screen or something or anything something to make it a little bit more personal than just a press statement mm. but like, yeah we why do we say recollections may vary? Like, what was that all about? It's like, you it's guys that's, might that's be lying. The, how do you spell racial racially gaslighting? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> how do you, how do you spell that? Because it, it's just and and to be honest, this could have been a, a pot. They like it's just gonna sound really twisted, but the 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 royal family could have twisted this in a way to benefit them. Like, be like, you know what? We're taking accountability. Look, we're gonna feed Andrew to the wolves. Oh, we will talk private. We'll talk privately. Okay. Cool. Do you want to record it so we can see? Uh, let's let's be real. The talk privately is we're not going to really address it, man. Um. So yeah, to sum it up, I think the interview was for me. It wasn't. It was expected. Um. I was ex- It was expected, but I was hoping for more. Um. Any jazz? Um. Any final final sort of, sort of thoughts? No, I'm just. You know, it's just disappointing that you know no real change will come from this. But I've kind of come no. to expect mm-hmm. that now. That's that's yeah. the experience. Yeah, go ahead, Sunil. Yeah, same here. Like, as much as I really want things to change, um, so there'll there'll be another story in the news. Um, exactly. Unless the press falls or the monarchy falls, like they're gonna be in cahoots, so nothing will change. Yeah. Um, and it's a shame because of this, people are going to forget about the NHS 1% raise thing, um, really. Um, but yeah, it's yeah. Oh God. That's, the world we, that's the world we live in. It'll be a new thing in a couple of days. But thank you everyone so much for listening, um, diving, diving into this conversation. If you have any comments or thoughts, please make sure to follow us on Instagram at Benangay Podcast. It's linked in our, in, the, in our description box. We will be uploading every other Wednesday. And thank you guys very, very much for listening. See you all soon. Peace.